You are not your business. You need to learn how to delegate. You need to learn how to get out of the way, hire phenomenal people to run your business so you can have a personal life. And so all this makes more sense to you, but um, working with a bookkeeper can help you have that freedom in your personal finances as well. And I don't want to miss that piece because that's big. Welcome to One Next Step, the most practical business podcast in the world, helping you get more done, grow your business, and lead your team with confidence with tips and tools you didn't get in business school. Here are your hosts, Trisha Shortino and Lisa Zeveld. Welcome to One Next Step, the practical business podcast that helps you run your business so it stops running you. I'm Trisha, and today we'll pick my co-host, LZ's brain, all about how you can better prepare your business for tax season. As many of you know, LZ is the CFO Belay and has so much wisdom to bring to this topic. She's going to help us understand some of the stressors that most business owners face when approaching the tax season and how having a bookkeeper on your team can help you better prepare. So, hi, LZ. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> <laughs> I love when we do these master classes. It's so fun. <laughs> well, and before we even talk about all the mastery, um, yeah. let's let's go back. I was just asking you. Um, we were we were talking about what would be a fun fact for you to share, and we we decided like, hey, let's talk about what was your first job. Oh my gosh, I know this is kind of crazy. Um, <laughs> and silly all at the same time. So my first job, I um, was a receptionist for a nail salon. And still today, I can remember I would have to answer the phone and say, you know, thank you for calling Lucille's Chic Nail Boutique. This is Lisa speaking. How can I help you? And I was... That's like a tongue twister almost a I little know, bit. I know. I <laughs> know. And, uh, and we had those big appointment books. I think some people mm. still use them, but these yeah. huge, big, big pages, and you would take the pencil and write it down. And um, this is before getting your nails done was like, uh, you know, super, super popular. And so it was mostly, you know, um, middle-aged to older women who came in and I would run and get their coffee for them and bring it to their little station or whatever. But yeah, I was a receptionist <laughs> for a nail salon. There you go. <laughs> I like it. I like it. Now you're a patron. Now, oh, uh, yes. <laughs> now you're a patron. I like it. <laughs> yeah. And probably know way too much about nail salons now because of that. So Yeah, it might have spoiled you. I don't know. Especially back then. Yeah, yeah. Totally back then. Everybody was getting acrylics. There was no gel polish. You know, none of this. You know, you could sit underneath the dryer yeah. and, you know, be totally dry before you walked out, right? Like you'd walk out and your hands would be in the air because you couldn't touch anything for at oh, least another yeah. hour. Yeah, it was pretty. <laughs> Fun, pretty fun stuff. <laughs> well, I like it. I like yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, so let's try and like you know seamlessly transition from nail salons <laughs> to taxes. I yes. mean, there's no easy way to do that. So let's just call a spade a spade. No, no, no easy way. <laughs> no. Hey, but no. You know, what it does show you is that I know a lot about small businesses because my first there job was go. with a small business, and I understand the pain points of small business. So there you go, T. Just perfect. Thanks for doing my to job together. today for me again. <laughs> talk about 
about tax season, which which I, we know stresses a lot of people out. Gosh, yeah. I mean, I know some small business owners, dare I even say, who haven't filed taxes for a year. Shame, shame, shame. Oh, no, no. Uh, because it's so overwhelming and daunting, they don't even want to touch it. So we'll just start with, you know, the, at the top of the, we'll just start at the top of the list. I mean, how did you first figure out how to navigate taxes in a small business? Yeah, well, I mean, I think it comes a lot from my experience. So my mom was a bookkeeper for a small business. And so just kind of growing up, I was in that environment all the time. I saw what she did. Um, mm -hmm. As I sort of transitioned into, you know, my own professional career, um, you know, it was first working for small businesses, and I understood the pain points of those. And how um, it's scary for most of us, if you're not an entrepreneur, maybe you're just a business leader. And so you're thinking about your personal taxes. It, sometimes it can be scary. It's definitely daunting, right? Because there's mm -hmm. all this legality that goes into it. Part of us are super afraid that what if we do our taxes wrong and then the IRS comes after us. And so mm -hmm. it's just, I feel like it's almost shrouded in mystery. Like, you know, taxes are just yes. just very mysterious. And so what I wanted to do is and make ever an changing. And right? I mean, gosh, yeah. ever changing. Yeah, public policy, what a beautiful thing. Um, and so <laughs> you just never know. And so I think what people do is they get frozen and they don't do anything instead of finding experts who can help them. And so for me, that is where I think every small business leader, truthfully, every single person needs to lean into the professional. I think the out of the box solutions are fantastic. If you are very simple, if your life is simple, if your business is simple, but y'all, I hate to break it to you, no business is simple. And if you try to do it yourself, you're going to be missing out on opportunities to save money. Yes. And um, because those professionals, to your point, T, they know when the laws change mm -hmm. and they have a whole bunch of clients. And so they know what works and what doesn't work. So there you go. There you go. So get the help you need. You can't always be the expert. No, <laughs> is my takeaway from that. <laughs> I think that's Answer your motto. Right there. <laughs> I mean, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Find the expert. Find yeah. The expert. So I feel like you touched on it a little bit, but, you know, can we marinate a little bit more on, you know, if we're, the common fears or the common dreads that maybe business owners have? Um, and then maybe we can figure out, you know, then we can talk about how to squash them for them. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm going to be really transparent. Number one, I think the the fear or the unknown comes from business mm -hmm. owners want to keep as much revenue as possible. There you go. Mic sure. drop. I just said it. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody wants to pay taxes to Nobody the government. Nobody wants to pay taxes. <laughs> Nobody does. Nobody does. And they ha you have a friend. We all have a friend who says, oh my gosh, I have the best CPA and I didn't pay any taxes. Or did you know you can totally write off that family vacation to your business? <laughs> you know? And so what ends up happening is number one, they don't want to pay taxes. They want to keep mm -hmm. as much revenue as possible. So they um, avoid it altogether. So they totally, <laughs> totally avoid it. They also get worried that if they push the limit too far on some of those deductions and they don't understand, you know, the tax code, that that's kind of where you get in trouble with. Like, I don't mm. want the IRS representative to be knocking on my door and saying that I did it wrong. And so that's mm. part of it. Also, I think people get a little afraid to go to a CPA um, with their finances because they don't maybe look like you think your peers looks. 
And what I mean mm-hmm. by that is we always think everybody else is more successful than we are. And so you're looking at your friend and you're looking at their business and maybe they take a lot of vacations or maybe they bought a new car or they're talking about this big new client they got. And you're like, oh, great, here, I'm going to take my finances, which are a hot mess to the CPA or to somebody else to look at. And I'm going to be the screw up. I'm going to be the one that didn't make enough money this year. I'm going to be mm-hmm. the one who maybe pays too much in expenses. I've already done something wrong and I don't want to expose it to an expert who might make me feel bad. And so they just would rather mm-hmm. keep the cards super close to their chest then be vulnerable (laughs) and say I don't know everything here it is and if I did screw it up can you help me so I I think those are the three things that really stop people from using an expert and I feel like we've heard that from um, our bookkeeping services leadership that we have clients that come to us to hire Belay for bookkeeping services who say very similar things that say, I was shamefully embarrassed to bring on a bookkeeper because my books are such a mess. I I delayed doing it because I was embarrassed. Um, But then got to the point where they realized, I mean, but I can't not do it. I mean, I can't avoid it. So I'm going to, you know, do the right thing. And so I guess absolutely same thing for, for taxes as well. Sure. If you yeah, feel like it, you don't have it done right. No, because you'll hear everybody goes, take a, a picture of every single receipt, right? And so mm. you were trying so hard to keep your business afloat, or maybe you're just trying so hard to keep up with all the new business you have. So business is thriving and mm-hmm. you're drowning and you need more help. Uh, you need a VA and you need a bookkeeper. <laughs> uh, you know, you need help in your business or maybe it's the opposite and you're just struggling to find new business. And so your time is being focused on other things. And so you have a shoebox of receipts or a glove box, or, um, you know, some other crazy method that you've been having, because you're just not thinking about it, um, because you don't have that help. And so I think that no matter how messy things seem, it's not ever going to get any better if you don't ask for help. Very much like thinking about your your personal health going to the doctor. If you don't feel well, that's not going to get any better, especially if you need an antibiotic, uh, if you have a broken bone, like you have mm-hmm. to go to an expert that says, hey, help me out and say, help me out. You can't ignore it because it just doesn't go away. And the IRS, if you are a person who is fearful of maybe what might be, you know, doing it wrong and would the IRS be mad at me or any of those kinds of things, they get a lot more mad at you if you don't file your taxes. So <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Something's better than nothing. Something okay. is better than nothing. Yeah. And, yes. and they really are on your side. I know that's hard to, yeah. to, uh, to really imagine, but they are on your side. They have a lot of bigger fish to fry. They just want you to, to turn something in, um, give it your, you know, your best attempt to do it. Like I said, hiring a professional. And if something's not right, they're going to reach out to you first via a letter and say, hey, this doesn't seem right. They're not going to knock on your door first. You know, that's last resort. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. how a bookkeeper can alleviate maybe fears for business owners by helping get them straight and keep them straight, especially when it comes to taxes. Yeah, yeah. Well, first and foremost, it's going to save you time. You know, that that's what we were talking about. You're a business owner, and your job is to more than likely run the business 
and find new business, you know, helping to hire people, bringing people on, depending upon the size of your business. And you're just not an expert in bookkeeping, all things finance. And probably not your, your spouse isn't either nor is your next door neighbor, your friend, you know, I mean, we all start out, we create a business trying to find ways to do it the most economical way. And in the beginning, you know, first, you know, few months, sure, you're not sure how you're doing this all. And it's okay to lean into people. Over time, though, you need the right people because it saves you time. So I would say using a bookkeeper to help you prepare for tax season is the first and most important thing you can do, because they're going to keep you accountable. They're going to make sure that you have those receipts. They're going to make sure that you have the invoices for the the folks that, you know, um, you are paying, you know, part of your expenses. They're going to make sure payroll is right and that you have all the documentation for that. You've been filing those quarterly reports for payroll. They're also going to make sure that um, everything is prepared for your CPA. Your bookkeeper is not your CPA. Your bookkeeper is not going to do your taxes. Um, And sometimes there's a little bit of confusion about different roles Mm. in an organization on the finance team. But your bookkeeper is the one who's going to be doing the day-to-day activities financially for your business. And they're going to make sure all the record keeping is up to date. Accuracy and reporting. Mm -hmm. Um, And then they're going to start helping you understand some of those expenses we talked about. What categories on your general ledger can we put them in so that when your CPA goes to file your taxes, they're able to get some of those tax benefits. Um, Again, it changes all the time. But, you know, if you are hosting an event for your team members, you know, hey, let's be able to take advantage of that from a tax perspective, if you just maybe put it in meals, um, we your CPA is not going to know the type of meal that is. So let's categorize that in the right spot so that you can get the most benefits from that. And so, yeah, I mean, and that starts day one. Mm-hmm. And so there's no better time to start than January 1st with a new plan, you know, shaking off the old ways maybe you thought of doing things and getting help so that they can, even now at January 1st, you know, mm-hmm. We can always file an extension for your taxes, but you could start January 1st with a brand new bookkeeper and they could make sure that when you file your taxes that you're in the best situation you've ever been in. It's not too late. Awesome. Yes. That's great advice, great tips to just get started, even if you're late to the party. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So as a CFO of Belay, which is the largest size organization, um, talk a little bit about how you and your team leverage bookkeeping and bookkeepers to alleviate stress and help prepare us for financial success. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, like you said, we, we've grown over the years. So we have a, a awesome team. I, <laughs> I love my team. Um, but, you know, ba- if I go back to when we were smaller, too, I mean, it was truly the record keeping. It is having an expert, you know, like our director of, of finance um, in the beginning who'd say, you know what, I, I think we need to really make sure that we're taking advantage of meals and entertainment for clients. I really need mm-hmm. to make sure that we are returning all of the receipts, you You know, if you file an expense report and don't have a receipt for that expense, it gets rejected because we need to make Mm -hmm. sure that we have it. We're really does. She rejects me. (laughs) Reject. Reject. I've been trained to copy and take pictures and submit all of my receipts. I know, and we don't even care what the threshold is. If you buy something for two dollars and eighteen cents, you better have a receipt. Better be a receipt submitted weekly with notes. 
with notes. Yes. <laughs> and notes is really, really important yeah. too, because again, just in case you've put it in the wrong category, we're able to go back and say, no, this is where it should be. So I would say first and foremost, now and 10 years ago, it was having somebody who was, again, keeping accountable, mm-hmm. having the right team to do that and making sure that financials got done on a monthly basis. There's a lot of folks, um, I know leaders out there, this is a true story. I know leaders, owners of businesses who only look at their financials quarterly. It shocks me. And seriously, (laughs) I'm not even making that up. I I could throw out names, but I don't want to embarrass anybody. That that look at it quarter or look at it every other month because what they've told me is that they can't stomach looking at it monthly Mm -hmm. because of how it goes up and down. Now, we're not here to talk about financials, but that's a poor practice. But our bookkeepers make sure that we have those financial reports that are coming in and that everything is tied out. All of our bank reconciliations are tied out. Um, they're bringing things to our attention too, as far as like fees. You know, they're they're the ones who are going, hey, I noticed that you were paying, you know, $200 in credit card fees because we haven't been paying off this balance. If we want to continue to do that, maybe we look for a different credit card or um, should we actually start paying these things off so we have less interest to pay for, you know, so they're Mm. really categorizing everything to the best of our ability. I think as we have continued to grow, now we're meeting with our CPAs more and more frequently. And it's bringing, you know, our director in to really have those conversations with me to make sure that we're not surprised. Mm-hmm. at the end of the year. And I think that that's key too. I think that goes into the, that fear of being surprised when you get a big tax bill. Um, more than likely, if you're an entrepreneur, uh, you've received a big tax bill, um, probably the year one or year two before you knew mm-hmm. that you needed to have more experts on your team. And so by meeting with them quarterly, we're able to kind of get ahead of any sort of right. large tax bills that are coming or just overall tax planning. Yeah, nobody wants to be surprised. So I think, you know, having good processes and visibility into um, your financials just actually creates more calm than it would nerves, in my opinion, you know, so that you're not waiting a quarter and and crossing your fingers and hoping the numbers look okay or waiting till an end of a year and hoping they look okay. I mean, I actually have peace of mind and sleep really well at night looking at them monthly from you and your team because- then I'm I'm very clear and aware of how we're doing. Um, yeah. And that gives me more peace than anything. Yeah, yeah. And if you're a privately owned company, you know, I, I'll say it in two different scenarios. Perhaps you're privately owned and you're the only owner. It's really important to understand how the business affects you personally. So you're going to have business taxes and personal taxes. And um, as the head of finance, and we were, mm-hmm. you know, privately owned by a family, you know, being able to be caught, you know, part of those meetings helped as well from a company perspective, knowing what we were going to owe, but also helped our owners understand um, how it was Mm going to affect them personally. If that's not the case for your business, and maybe you have a partner and you're not comfortable sharing, you know, personal things, um, I do think it's still important to have your bookkeeper work with your personal CPA, if they're not the same person, to kind of understand what's happening in the business. Because to your point, I do like surprises, but not that kind of surprise where I owe somebody money. (laughs) 
but only the good ones. Yeah. Only the good ones. Yes. <laughs> if you want to buy me a present, I'm all over it. Um, but don't tell me I owe you money. <laughs> so having your personal CPA very aware of what's happening in your business will help because there's two different types of taxes here, right? So we're talking about hiring a bookkeeper for your business during tax season and how helpful that is to have it all wrapped up. But it's also helpful to have a bookkeeper in your business because of what it gives you peace of mind and rest on your personal side, mm. because you are not only your business. I'm going to say that one more time. Yeah. I know there's a, there's a business owner out there who's thinking my life is my business. That is not the case. You are not your business. You need to learn how to delegate. You need to learn how to get out of the way, hire phenomenal people to run your business so you can have a personal life. And so all this makes more sense to you. But um, working with a bookkeeper can help you have that freedom in your personal finances as well. And I don't want to miss that piece because that's big. That is perfection. That is an excellent, excellent tip. I love it. Thank you so much. This conversation has been really, really helpful. I hope our listeners are taking lots of copious notes. Um, And since it's been so helpful, I would love for you to hang around a little longer after this interview to answer one more question about the first things to delegate to your bookkeeper to set you up for success in tax season. And listeners, guys, you won't want to miss it. To hear that clip, subscribe to our email list and we'll send you a link to our bonus content or visit onenextsteppodcast.com where you can find a link in our show notes. Absolutely. Well, and guys, as always, we have a one next step for you to take. This week, go download our best practices for small business taxes. It's a resource on our tips for tax season. Thank you for joining us today. Join us next week for more practical tips and actionable tools to advance your business one step at a time. Start by making today count. Don't miss next week's special episode, the first of a two-part masterclass in which Amy Appleton, our Director of Marketing here at Belay, and I will be talking about the basics of delegation, why it's so important when you know it's time to start delegating and how to get started. Here's a quick preview. If you are sending so many emails and they're all starting with, sorry for the delay. Sorry for the delay. So, I mean, I think that just hurts some people here. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry, everyone <laughs> listening. If you, if this is your week um, of sorry for the delay, but it, it usually just means that you're trying to do too much. You're trying to do too yeah. much, and there are probably some things that you could easily adjust and give to someone else in order to free you up to do the things that are that are most important to you for you to do. Thanks for listening to One Next Step. Be sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts or follow us on Spotify. Then join us next time for more practical business tips and tools to help you get more done, grow your business, and lead your team with confidence. For more episodes, show notes, and helpful resources, visit onenextsteppodcast.com.